Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we're diving back into the world of uh, collegiate esports. Joining me today as the guest is Russ Hamer. He is the director of esports at Mount St. Mary's University. So without further ado, Russ, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about, about your background, how you got started in esports, and kind of how that took you down your path to where you currently are at Mount St. Mary's. Sure, thanks. Um, yeah, glad to be here. Um, so um, I've played games a lot. I started playing, uh, you know, when I was a kid. And then when I was in grad school, um, League of Legends came out. And as a grad student who didn't have any money, you know, free game, easy peasy. Absolutely. So started playing LOL in grad school mostly. Um, and played it all throughout grad school. Uh, finished my PhD, got a job as a philosophy professor. Um, was teaching philosophy and uh, offhandedly kind of mentioned uh, gaming in one of my classes. Uh, and a student came up to me afterwards was like, hey, you know, uh, what do you play? And when I was in grad school, I had started uh, a league team at my university, um, just me and a few other undergrad students, some of whom were uh, st actual students of mine. Um, but uh, I was, I was teaching at Illinois State at the time, and the student approached me, and uh, we talked about games a little bit after class, and he mentioned that he was part of the esports club, and that they didn't have a faculty advisor. So I became the faculty advisor for the esports club, and I started coaching a few of their league teams, and I found that I really enjoyed it. Um, one of my goals as a philosophy professor was always to um, make philosophy something that was impactful in my students' lives. So I wasn't as much interested in making sure that they knew all the things. Like, that would be nice. I would love it if they remembered all the things that all the people said. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, if it's not having an impact on our lives, it's kind of wasting our time. Sure. Um, but as a professor, um, I could basically just teach the stuff and hope. Hope that it landed with the students. Um, but when I was coaching, I was finding that I was actually able to do a lot more of that. My students would get tilted. And I'd be able to spend some time talking to them about how to manage their emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would have students who would come to me asking for advice about things because they saw me as a mentor. And that was the sort of thing that I had wanted to get into um, with teaching. Yeah. Um, so then I started looking at esports jobs. Um, I got hired at Mount St. Mary's because they and I shared a similar vision of what we wanted out of an esports program. Mm -hmm. um, you know, lots of universities are starting up programs right now. Some of them are um, aimed at being very competitive. Some of them are aimed at being kind of educational. Some of them are honestly just recruitment tools. Oh. Um, what I wanted to do with an esports program, kind of based on my background as a philosophy professor, was to uh, put together a program that's centered around um, growth. Uh, Aristotle has this idea of, of the good life and the good life being this life that we live that engages with all of us, every part of ourself. Um, so we're engaging socially and, cre and creatively and morally and all of these different things that once we engage in all of those ways, we're happy. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to put together a program that could help promote that with my students. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, I talked to my students about um, 
things like how not to tilt, how to manage our emotions, how to give and receive criticism, how to communicate well with one another. Mm -hmm. um, we work on a lot of those skills that make us better players, like we're absolutely better players when yeah. you know, we can communicate well, but they also make us better people. They make us better at life. Totally. Um, and Mount St. Mary's uh, wanted that sort of a program too. And so they're willing to support me in building different stuff, um, giving me a lot of flexibility in terms of um, building out the program. And so, yeah, started, started working with them and building the program there. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love to see that kind of holistic approach, right? That's kind of what I always call it of that well-rounded esports program and well-rounded students as well. Cause at the end of the day, like you were saying, being able to communicate and operate within a team as a good teammate and even a good leader, right. Is very important to not only, you know, having a good team and a good kind of overall environment, but also winning, right. If you can't communicate right in league of legends or really any esports title, it's like, yeah, you're just going to lose, right. Call outs at its core are so important in any game. Um, and then beyond that, being able to communicate effectively about strategy and in-game changes and whatnot um, from that in-game perspective is so important. And also after the game, it's equally as important to make sure that you're bringing your teammates up and not dragging them down as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, I've had games where, um, you know, we'll be in practice and a game will finish and, uh, or, you know, in, in the middle of a game and students will be like, well, why would you do that? Well, I was thinking this and I was doing this. And I'll just like hop on comms and be like, nope, not right yep. now. Like this yeah. is not the time to have an argument about strategy like that's, that's not good communication right now. Right now we have a goal that we have to finish. Once we finish that post game, we can have that discussion. We can sit around and say like, all right, what was the best strategy? What mistakes did we make? But middle of the game, that doesn't work. Um, you never want to be heated, you know, like you exactly. were kind of hinting at. So it's like when it's aggressive, it's not, not going to help anybody, right? So I always remember listening to comms. G2 does a really good job with almost any of their teams. They have that environment where it's like, hey, yeah, I know I messed up. My teammate's like, hey, yeah, you should have done this instead. And then they move forward and they like do that thing that they know they should have done in the first step. And then they go and win the next round or they go win the next phase of the game or whatever um, denomination is depending on the title. But like that's what you need, right? That's why G2 as an org is incredibly successful right because they breed that environment with it internally in the teams they're like hey yeah i know i messed up my teammates are perfectly fine with it we're gonna go run the next round or the next map right yeah and sometimes you need the team to help you identify the problem sometimes we're yeah. bad at identifying the mistakes that we make mm -hmm. but having a team atmosphere where when your teammate says hey you screwed that up mm -hmm. um obviously in better words than that yeah. um and you say like thanks like exactly. that's an important atmosphere to be able to build. Um, and so we do a lot of work on stuff like that on, on, you know, managing our frustration. We had a, uh, a rocket league game this season where, you know, best of five first match kind of close. We let in like two bad goals. But we were like, we got this, like no problem. Second match starts and uh, we let in two bad goals right away and team just loses their mentality. Um, we lose that one six nothing. We lose the third match ten to one. And our next practice, we didn't play Rocket League at all. Yeah. Uh, we spent two hours talking about strategies that help us manage that frustration and anxiety. Um, we later played that team again in the playoffs, and we ended up losing to them in a four-game series where each game was won by one goal. Three of them went to overtime. So like. The team wasn't that much better than us. We, we can hold a close game to them if we can keep mentally strong. 
Um, yep. So yeah, we do a lot of work on, you know, those, those soft skills, those, those skills that make us better players that absolutely improve our performance, but uh, that aren't necessarily like micro, you know? Exactly. Totally agree. That's a, a really great approach, in my opinion, because that mental health aspect is so important. Um, and it's that balance, right? You got to have that balance inside the game and outside the game. Um, so super awesome there. Kind of going to my next question, talking about the program more specifically in relation to the, those teams. Um, talk to me about what games you guys compete in. Um, where do you compete, right? What, what leagues or tournaments, um, so on and so forth. Give me that snapshot um, for our high school students that are looking at, okay, where am I going to college of to give them that ideal picture of you know, what is Mount Series, um, Mount St. Mary's um, participating in and competing in? Sure. So um, at the outset, for, for those of you who are watching, I will say that there are multiple Mount St. Mary's. Um, mm -hmm. We are the Mount St. Mary's University in Maryland. There's also one in LA. There's a Mount St. Mary's College. There's a Mount St. There's, you know, it's a lot of Mount St. Mary's. Um, so uh, we compete in the Eastern Collegiate Athletic Conference, um, the ECAC, because, um, you know, we're, we're East Coast. Um, cool. We've competed in the uh, NECC, the New England Collegiate Conference. Mm -hmm. um, we compete in, you know, TESPA and CLOL and whatnot, all those things. Oh, I should have started with games. So um, we have varsity teams in League of Legends, Overwatch, Rocket League, Smash Brothers, and NBA 2K. Mm -hmm. um, some of those games have specific leagues. You know, Riot has the Collegiate Law League, so we play in that. Um, so game-specific leagues aside, the, the kind of general leagues are the ones I just mentioned, um, ECAC, NECC. Um, we're NACE members. Um, we, I'm actually in talks with a few other universities and some people in the D.C. area to try and put together a D.C., Maryland, Virginia um, league. So we have kind of an area league where we could have in-person tournaments and stuff like that once COVID's over. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, a couple different leagues, some of them national, some of them regional, some of them local. Um, and then uh, those are the varsity teams that we have. We're open to club teams. So we have a club Call of Duty team and a club Valorant team. Um, but uh, currently we just don't have the staff to support any more games of varsity life. If we hire some more people, we can start bringing some more games up. Um, but that's where we stand at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the, the common theme in collegiate esports is that the, from the administration, right? It's nowhere yeah. near the esports program as well, but the admin's like, hey, you just need one coach. Or maybe we'll give you two, right? It's like, okay, if you looked at athletics for like football, basketball, baseball, swimming, track and field, soccer, whatnot, right? All of those sports, which there's just as many esports titles, right? League of Legends, Call of Duty, Rocket League, Rainbow Six, like on, 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 right? All day. Um, they're like, hey, you get two coaches. They'd be like, um, yeah, we need like 10 coaches a team, <laughs> uh, which obviously esports probably not quite as much because those rosters aren't as big, right? Football, you got 50 kids. Um, esports usually have five to seven, depending on the title. Um, so it's like, you know, that's uh, that theme that I always see of like, yeah, we'd love to have these, these other teams, right? More teams, but we need more coaches, right? So they get the same level of attention and dedication um, and resources so they can compete at the highest level as well. So totally see that there. Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at uh, our university's averages, and we averaged for our, you know, traditional athletics, mm -hmm. one coach per 15 players Yeah, um, for most of the teams. Um, and so, and that's taking into account, like, subs, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely, the, I, I, and everyone kind of runs into that same issue. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, as the, I mean, it's just the, the solution to that's time, right? As yep. more, more yep. time goes by and all the administrations and the, the, the universities themselves are like, yeah, this is, esports is awesome. Let's kind of, you know, give some more funds that way. Um, then obviously there'll be more coaches, more resources, so on and so forth. Um, but kind of looking towards the future, um, tell me about what the future plan for Mount St. Mary's is, right? Was there any certain goals you want to achieve, whether it's success in championships or, you know, program mile markers? Um, talk to me what the next, you know, two or three years looks like as the scene continues to grow and expand, um, as we see now. Sure. So, yeah, I have a lot of goals uh, with what I want to achieve with the program. Uh, my background being in teaching, um, I've actually just, our meeting was yesterday. Um, so, got final approval for an esports and game studies minor that I'll be teaching in. Um, so, we're looking to kind of incorporate academics into the program as well so that it's not just playing games for fun. Certainly, that's the case too. Uh, but learning about games. Um, so we'll be teaching some classes and games. Um, we run a streaming lab. Uh, and uh, the first semester, we had two students uh, signed up to kind of uh, run some streams. It, it's a class that you can take. It's a streaming course. Mm -hmm. um, so you can get course credit for running our streams. Um, this semester, I have, I think, 17 students signed up. Um, so we've had a lot of uh, student interest in learning how to stream and being parts of professional streams. Mm -hmm. So we just bought a bunch of equipment to support that. Previously, we were just running, you know, like single PC streams. And so now, you know, we bought vMix and we'll be running a three PC stream setup where we've got, you know, casters and producers and someone just running stats and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, because students are interested in learning those skills. Yeah. Um, so... Our, our long-term roadmap is more aimed at looking at all of the ways that esports can enrich uh, the lives of our students than it necessarily is at winning championships. I would love to win championships. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That would be great. Mm -hmm. um, but more than winning a championship, I'd prefer to get students internships. Yeah. I'd prefer to have students who are able to graduate um, in a stronger position than they would have otherwise. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of our focus, um, building out internship uh, pathways for students who want to get into esports marketing, um, mm -hmm. using the minor that we're producing so that if a student wanted to go into the business side of things, they could major. We've got a, a sports management major um, out of the business school, so you could major in sports management with the esports minor and go into esports management. Um, so that's kind of a lot of our focus right now. Um, build out those opportunities so that students can um, be enriched both competitively, academically, socially, career-wise, professionally, um, so that we kind of have, as you were talking about earlier, that, that holistic approach of yeah. building a program that serves all of our students' interests and not just the interests of those who want to compete, though those too, like I said, still still would love to win championships exactly it's not a bad thing to win right exactly uh, winning is great more than just winning right yep. exactly so totally agree i love to hear that um because that's so important right it's kind of what we do uh internally as well within our platform is we teach those kids those skills right streaming and video editing content creation how do i manage social media right all of these very prevalent massively growing kind of sub industries within esports and really any business right as we go further and further into the digital age that is so important right and if you're a good video editor or you're a good producer, like there's going to be so many jobs just lined up for you, 
right? You could work in any field, esports or not, any of the titles within esports, whether it's for the publisher or TOs um, or some overarching platform company. It's so important. It's awesome to see that kind of level of attention at college as well. So they're set up for success. Because at the end of the day, we all know playing professionally is very, very um, unlikely. Exactly. <laughs> to put you it know. nicely, there's only yep. so many spots, right? And that's the even thing with esports. Like I always compare it to traditional sports in some sense. It's like there's more spots in traditional sports, and everyone knows the chance of going pro in traditional sports is impossible, right? Yeah. Esports, the rosters, it's not 50 football players, right? Or a 30 man roster for baseball. It's five for League of Legends, right? Yeah. And maybe you get a sub, right? Maybe six. And that's it. Yeah. Right? Like if, unless you're playing football at, you know, like Alabama, like you're not going pro. And even if you're playing in Alabama, only like four of you are going pro. Exactly. Um, so. so yeah, I, I have a similar approach that like, look, if we have students who are good enough to go pro, I'm happy to help them and be a part of that process as best I can. But the vast majority will never be on that track. Um, so I want to build a program that serves all of them. Um, exactly. And it's about that passion and dedication too, right? When you wake up in the morning, being part of a program, an esports program where you are fully involved and fully dedicated and fully passionate, and you develop all these skills while playing competitively, then you know you're winning both right you're winning and exactly. side if you're there and also developing the skills so when you graduate you go into the workforce right and you work for a tsm or a riot or whatever right and then you're obviously in the space you're engaged you're passionate and that's when that old saying of like hey if you love your job never work a day in your life right and that's kind of the goal that we want for everybody right especially as people that you know really care about kids coming into the program yeah, and I think part, part of what I'm trying to do with the coursework that I'm designing, um, some of my, my histories in curriculum design, um, I've published um, pedagogy papers. Um, so um, part of what I'm trying to do is design a program. Some of the esports majors that are popping up and, and coursework um, are almost always either business oriented. Um, and then there's one or two programs like Boise State, um, Shenandoah, um, that are more focused on communications. Mm -hmm. um, and I, not attacking those at all. Um, those are great programs. But um, what I'm trying to put together is a program that's more kind of broad based, such that um, students could pair the minor with kind of any major and use those skills moving forward in a world in which um, every organization out there gamifies something about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, th this is a Peloton behind me that my yeah. wife uses. And, you know, you, you have achievements, you have awards, like mm -hmm. everything is gamified. Mm -hmm. So recognizing the extent to which games are interesting and we like them, like games are fun. Yeah. Everybody loves That's playing it. games. Yep. So I want to train my students. I want to give them the understanding of how games work and why we like games and why we get into games and how they're competitive mm -hmm. and things like that, such that they could apply that broadly. Like, sure, maybe at that job at Riot, that'd be great. Um, yeah. But also maybe at that job at Nike, maybe, yeah. you know, working for some business analyst, uh, mm -hmm. you know, my wife works in advertising, um, in advertising, putting together an ad campaign that in, in engages with, you know, your, uh, your users playing something, stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, totally. That, that's so important because it just, it's all those added layers, right? Which yep. when you have that core interest that esports brings, right, then you get everything else, right? They expand into the Nikes or into the ad campaigns that isn't necessarily esports, but like it was kind of born out of 
their passion for esports because they were engaged, right? They cared about what they did. Um, unfortunately, I do have to cut the podcast a little bit short. Um, we are over time, um, to say the least, but absolutely fantastic discussion. And, it, you know, this, these kind of podcasts really show what esports is all about, right? It's not just about competing at the highest, highest level. It's about that long-term success, right? Setting up with those core skills and then expanding on them in collegiate life um, and the collegiate careers to, you know, have a successful professional career, right? And, enjoy, and have that enjoyment in life as well. Um, but lastly, if you will, Russ, go ahead, plug yourself, plug your program. Tell us where we can find out more about Mount St. Mary's. I'm on social media, websites, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Mount St. Mary's uh, University. We're always recruiting uh, promising new players. Um, so uh, in, in all the games you mentioned and anything else, if you just have an interest in learning about games, um, we're an academically very strong school. We are rated as the, uh, we have the best job placement record in the state of Maryland. Awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, you can reach me at r.a.hamer at msmary.edu. Um, if you go to msmary.edu slash esports, you'll find some information about our program, a little form you can fill out to reach out to us. Uh, I'm terrible at using social media. Uh, part, part of, you know, empowering my students is that my students run all of our social accounts. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, at uh, Esports Mount um, is our uh, Twitter handle. Um, but then, yeah, uh, reach out to us, shoot me an email. Uh, if you want to reach me on Discord, um, that's that's a rough one, so I'm gonna type it in the chat and then uh, we'll put it in the description. Put it put it in the description in YouTube, yeah, because it's it's a doozy. Yeah, um, but other than that, pretty long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, glad to be here. Awesome, thank you again for taking the time um, to sit down with me at Spancast. Absolutely fantastic conversation. To all our viewers and listeners, thanks for sticking around the whole time. Um, stay healthy and stay happy out there. COVID's still a thing. Take care of yourself. Um, take care of your loved ones, and ultimately, stay plugged in. Mm -hmm.